Welcome to Marketing for Humans, where we bring the human back into marketing. Hi, I'm Christina Fry, and I have decided to devote the next few episodes to navigating these interesting times we're in. It's my mission to understand how people are staying centered, how they are connecting with their business community, like their clients and prospects, and how they are helping their local businesses every day. I have spoken to so many on this podcast who build trust and help others while building their businesses, and many of them will be featured again on Marketing for Humans. Because right now, building and maintaining trust is fundamental to staying human. Today, I am featuring Sarah McBurney, a Keller Williams real estate agent based in Beverly, Massachusetts. You'll find out more in the podcast about her, but Sarah has featured large in my own business success. She has also helped hundreds of agents succeed as their coach, and she has had a successful real estate practice for over 18 years. Sarah has great ideas on how to navigate this particular time with his own challenges. You will love this. Please welcome Sarah McBurney. So welcome Sarah McBurney. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Marketing for Humans. Um, I really appreciate your being on the show. Uh, and I'm really happy you could do this at short notice because we got some stuff to talk about that I hope <laughs> will help people like really soon. <laughs> and uh, we both know the environment that we're all living in. And when I say all, I literally mean every human on the planet. Um, and specifically, this show is geared towards helping entrepreneurs who might be overwhelmed by how to connect with prospects and clients, right? It's just like there's so many options these days. So it's really great to have you on the show because um, these conversations are about building trust, keeping things human. And I thought, what better time to talk about this stuff, yeah. right? Like, how do you build trust and stay human in an environment like this, yep. especially as a business owner and a mom? So, <laughs> right. So let's just start off by you sharing how you help people. Long story short, I um, am in real estate. So I have real estate clients, whether they be buyers or sellers. Um, I also support a real estate team, a real estate firm. So um, oversee and sort of manage and corral and market for um seven other individuals. And I also coach with another little side group of about five realtors, in addition to just making myself available for any and all real estate mentoring type questions. Okay. I'm just going to call you like a real estate maven who hey. knows her stuff. <laughs> and I think it's worth mentioning that because of the connections you've given me, it's I would just call you responsible for maybe 75% of my business. So Ooh. I'm just going to, yeah. So, you know, another thank you. As many thank yous as I can, <laughs> as I can send your way. <laughs> I just want to like, you know, show that when you talk about how to stay sane, you've got a lot on your plate. You care about people. There's right. Like this is not just, Oh, these are nice ideas. Like, Nope. You've got a lot going on. So, all right, let's dive in. I got three good questions. Uh, and why don't we start with self-care? I think it's really tough to just stay centered and stable right now. Mm. Um, we could do a whole podcast on this, but mm. I would love to hear some things that 
you know, maybe it's twofold. What are the things maybe you thought would work, but maybe aren't? And then maybe there's, I mean, maybe there's no surprise. You're just doing your regular stuff and it's working great. Or you're trying new things or talk to me about that whole thing about how you're staying centered. I'm in a strange place right now because I am, I'm like in a little bit of panic. I'm going to be honest, but not to spread the panic by any means. I would say that honestly, the mindfulness and the centering and grounding and living moment by moment, like truly, I would even, you know, normally it's like day by day, but I'd bring it down to moment by moment right now. It's all of the ongoing practice that I've been building up for the last few years that is actually keeping me sane right now. So thankfully, I have a lot of trying and practice and building up on the toolbox for mindfulness um, that is kind of keeping me rooted right now. Cause I am like psychotic by nature, <laughs> not literally, but, um, you know, I definitely, I like my freedom. I like to be a runaway. I like to get out. I am very impulsive, but I've learned to, you know, you've helped me a lot with that. Just, you know, meditation and mindfulness and bringing myself back to center. And so even just today and yesterday and I feel like it's just, it's a constant, like I let myself go and then I bring myself back and then I let myself go and then I bring myself back. You know, that I don't know, for me, I have yet to find like the magic button to press. And it's really just pulling from like a whole host of tools, really from the toolbox. I love what you're saying that it's the progression of practice that has prepared you for a situation like this. I have said that over and over again. It's like, I think someone calls it crisis meditating. I don't really think you can do it. I don't think you can just decide, you know what? I'm freaking out and I need to find peace. Ready, set, go. Yeah, Yeah, I wish. (laughs) No, I, I mean, I just, so to me, it's much more about how calm how much do you nourish your nervous system on a regular basis so that it can handle something like this? Yeah, that I, there's, I mean, like, like you said, like the progression of it all, it's, um, I'd say it's been a five, six year ongoing. I'm almost going to call it a struggle for me because sometimes I've had to force it upon myself and through a lot of different mediums, whether it be massage, craniosacral massage, yoga, meditation, exercise, challenging my diet, making changes in my diet, um, reading, you name it, I've done it. And I still do continue to do a lot of that. Um, I find self-care really, really hard. Even when um, like there's something right in my face and I know I need to do it, it is really hard for me to put myself first um, and to do those things that like I just intuitively know I need to be doing. And yet I find myself not doing them or fighting it off. Um, so really just like staying open-minded and again, bringing myself back to it. Like my body, my mind, my nervous system will tell me when I've gone astray and, um, you know, and finding like-minded people, you know, people who are either doing the things that I'm doing, fighting the struggles that I'm fighting or people who, have a bit of that like peace and serenity that I want and kind of watching them and what are they doing and mirroring and matching and you know following suit it's like an ongoing 
thing. I'm still learning. Yeah, that's great. And I don't know why this is coming to mind, but one of the things I find incredibly um, peace bringing to me is if I'm feeling the rising panic or the rising anxiety um, that I ask, you know, the wider intelligence of life to show me something that puts it in perspective, mm-hmm. that it's weirdly like I'm looking for someone who has it worse than me, mm-hmm. not that I wish that on them, but I just want to know that my thing is not whatever's going on in my little world. And obviously there's a world anxiety too. Like you're just freaking out for everyone. But if I know that someone else is going through it way worse, um, I calm down immediately. It's like, Oh, we need to support that. That's like, you know, way more challenging. Yeah. I'm not so worried about whatever I might be. I love that you said that. Um, because it actually brings me right to like the name of the game for me. And for me, like I do have, I have spirituality. I have faith in a whole, like literally when I say I've adopted them all, I've adopted them all, all practices. Like every day, my morning routine has little bits from every religion, every theory, every, everything that you could possibly imagine from science all the way up to like proper religion and um, being in service of others. Like you said, it's not as if you're trying to find somebody who has it worse than you. But getting outside of yourself, the best way to do that is to be in the service of others. And um, it has a lot of rewards for a lot of reasons. So yeah, um, trying to get out of my own head and just like put myself out to be in the service of others. Best way to get out of your own head. Yeah. I mean, you're a mom, so you basically have that built into your life. Is there anything else recently where like, yeah, being in service to others in this particular way is really sort of low hanging fruit. Maybe it's agents that are struggling. Maybe it's, you know, people in your community, local businesses, which we're going to talk about, but is there anything in particular that is calling to you right now? For me, it's just like not overcomplicating it. Like if I, you know, and of course, social media puts a lot of that in my path. Um, if I see people asking a question, if I see people looking for advice, um, I've seen so many people, I think this is so beautiful, like copying and pasting the post of like, do you need to feed your child while school's out? Do you have an elderly relative that can't get out? Can I do something? And so I don't want to just like go and blanket, copy and paste that. But um, I've seen some others who are great leaders in the service center and have jumped on their threads and said, Hey, count me in. Like if you, you know, if you need anything, um, so sort of going to the source of those that are helping, like I just try to make myself available, but it can be, we don't have to overcomplicate it. We don't have to save the world in one day. Um, just something as simple of like a kind word, you know, a phone call, an email check-in, or just putting yourself in the path of like being able to be of service. I find it really easy to help people just by sharing advice, sharing my experience, you know, sharing, I don't want to say like opinion in the sense of I'm not trying to like put my stuff onto someone, but if I've gone through it or if I feel like I have something valuable to add, like put it out there. You never know if you can help somebody. Yep. That's beautiful. Sorry. Just grabbing my little boots. <laughs> I can tell he's about to start barking. Sammy. <laughs> I want to calm him down. Yeah, here he is. Hello. 
<laughs> anyway, um, that's great. And you're actually uh, leading right into my next question, which is all about um, how you stay connected to your business community. So right now it's like all meetings canceled. You know, for me, I give talks. So it's like no more talks, yeah. networking groups, not meeting. I don't know about your client meetings, like what's going on with you there. Like, how are you navigating that? And I know it's early days, but I'm just yeah. curious. Yeah. So up until today, I was not entirely quarantining. And now as a family decision, we are, um, you know, I do have the ability mostly to work remotely, not with all things. So say for example, yesterday I had a client meeting, um, they're in the medical field and I'm like, if they want to meet, I feel comfortable enough to meet, you know, we elbow bumped. That was a first for me, elbow bumping (laughs) instead of shaking hands or anything. Um, so yeah, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of early on. It's really, you know, I, I did, when I started hearing of say like town hall closures, and that is something that directly impacts real estate from a public record standpoint, you know, I have closings coming up and what happens with those final readings, utility readings, you know, when we need the town department. So the good news is, is for now they're technically closed to the public, but they but their employees are working. So those that are like in an immediate standstill of like they're starting to move out of their house, they have closings. I reached out to them immediately and I said, here's what I do know. Obviously there are things that we can't control, but we'll, we'll navigate it together, you know? Um, and just like, I don't know, I'm the type that like, I do consider myself like a friend of the people that I work with. It just happens whether we were friends before or it just happens. Um, just being like, how are you? Like, are you okay? Like what's going on with your world in these crazy times? And, you know, one client today, I had called her on a very technical matter for a closing and she ended up venting to me for 45 minutes and I just listened and we laughed a little and, you know, that was a nice conversation to have because clients are humans too. And I know sometimes people like don't want to cross those professional boundaries. And I get that. I totally get that. It's not really my style. Like, I mean, it will be my style if that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I read my audience and I do make myself available at a very human level when necessary. So yeah, staying in communication, like almost for me, it's like going about my business and conducting things as if nothing is going on and only where necessary, inserting maybe some reassurances or information that will help them. Yeah. Um, but also too, just like we're in it with the uncertainty together. We're going to see, we're going to find out what happens. You know, that's all we can do, right? Like we can't control it. So like stay calm, carry on. Yeah. And I love that you have a plan. I mean, you can't control certain things, but you've got kind of a way forward, you know, you know, how you're staying in touch with your clients or how like even just reaching out to people that you're either currently working with or maybe recently worked with or et cetera, et cetera. Like you're kind of like, okay, I've got a, I've got a plan. I know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I just find that very reassuring in a time like this. So people must love that. Um, and just specifically when you say town hall closures and utilities and stuff like that, I'm gathering that if somebody is moving uh, and they have to switch off and switch on their utilities. That's where it gets tough right now. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, and I've I've seen lovely like so. I just I'm refraining from 
using the C word in like a, a message going out to clients. Like, yeah, I think we all know what's going on and you don't need one more email that says cancel for coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to add to the panic, but just acknowledging the fact of like for right now they're closed. However, apparently there are employees working. So I would presume until further notice that things will go on as yeah. scheduled and even um, closing attorneys and attorneys giving assurances that like, barring anything crazy and unforeseen, like the registry of deeds has electronic recording options. So for all intents and purposes with everything kind of going in the electronic fashion, like our contracts can all be signed electronically. We can, you know, video conference, we can talk on the phone. It's really just um, like, you know, agents that had open houses this past weekend, having to take additional precautions, like not having people use pens to sign in, you know, having available hand sanitizer, booties to cover your shoes, gloves, you know, wiping down surfaces, propping doors open. Like, you know, there are ways to take additional steps, you know, to protect clients. I mean, I'm glad to hear that the open houses are happening and that people are looking around. They were busy. Okay. That's a good thing, but hey. (laughs) I love it. So then let's, let's look at the last area, which is just how you're supporting the local community. The thing that stresses out me the most is the restaurants that are no longer getting the clients, the, you know, know. anyone who's affected by you need people showing up right now. Stores. I mean, stores are probably not as affected as places that serve food. I mean, apparently our, um, we have a, in Marblehead, a toy store called mud puddle. And it was like Christmas season today. Like they've never had that many people in the store, probably because the schools are closed and the parents want something for their kids to do. But like puzzles are on like back order, you know, like there's just such interesting consumer behavior right now. So I'm curious, like any thoughts around that, um, how to support those local businesses? Yeah. I've, again, I haven't done any particular sort of like outreach myself because I've seen so many people doing it. Mm -hmm. Things like, you know, if you're unwilling to go out to a restaurant, you know, can you get takeout? Can you get delivery? Can you buy a gift card now? Use it later. Um, I do, I feel for servers and, you know, bartenders, wait staff, this like so much trickle down, you know, that we could just go on and on forever. Um, but just being mindful, you know, I, I will support wherever possible. Just, you know, it's, it's a hard one. It is, it is. I will say, I just put this out there. Like I'm a, I'm a big believer in like, you know, putting out positive thought to the universe and praying. And I'm doing a lot of that for a lot of people kind of for the world as a whole, hoping that things will continue on. Um, and again, making myself available, like immediately one of my hugest concerns was with, with school closures and kids that rely on school for their food yeah. And I was thinking, ooh, I might have to like start something and then so pleasantly surprised to see all of the communities surrounding me and my business already had a plan in place. It's like, okay, wow. the least thing to have to worry about. And clearly, you know, it's one of those things if they said they needed volunteers, like I'd jump right on that. Um, a lot of individual outreach to folks that, you know, that just popped into my mind as potentially maybe needing resources or help. Um putting that out there, offering to help volunteer, you know, with other organizations. But even those organizations are having a hard time navigating right now too, figuring out the protocol and how are, how are things, you know, like food pantries and like, how is that going to be conducted and keep everybody safe? 
So it is but yeah, I'm wondering about homeless shelters. Like that's a bunch of people together. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with that? You know? I know. So So much remains to be seen. I'll put one in. I went to church online this morning. And first of all, it was well attended, like 40 people on Zoom. And second of all, people were giddy. It was such a jolly thing. And there was like, you know, the the music director, the music pastor performed beautifully. Like it was really like being at church. And then at the end, there was a link to give donations. And frankly, you know, I'm so glad that they can at least get money online um, because it's going to hurt them fast. Yeah. Not to be getting that regularly. No, I know. So I guess thinking creatively, thinking outside of the box, um, Yep. And doing our part in helping promote, you know, I, I really do hope that like so many of these places, obviously restaurants there, you know, hopefully it's takeout, it's delivery, whatever it is. Um, and I've seen some awesome restaurants offering like free meals to first responders, nurses, like way to go, way to be human. And you remember stuff. which ones? Um, it was Early Harvest Diner in Beverly, which I believe is coming center right in the coming center um i know i saw another post and i can't remember who it was if you let me know just i'll put it in the show notes if you remember yeah yeah Yeah, i I just want to shout out to a restaurant like that you know that's really amazing yeah so amazing like they're like counter stepping up you know um and then just you know hoping and praying that um even like some of like the retail establishments that hopefully they have like an online presence or yeah you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, I will do what I can. Right. I'm glad to hear that your business is, ch- you know, chugging along. That makes me so happy. I mean, again, it is my biggest concern. It's like businesses that need to have in-person anything, yeah. right? It's like really, I mean, but see what you're dealing with is such a huge transaction and someone's not going to stop you know, first of all, wanting to buy a home. Second of all, if they're in the process, stopping that whole process. I mean, there's a mortgage on the line, there's huge money. So really it seems like you're in a better place than other less commitment transactions or lower commitment transactions. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I guess there's sort of like no way around it. Like everybody's going to be impacted in some way, you know, and, um, probably more harmful and hurtful to others than some. I mean, yeah, it still all remains to be seen how this plays out and what, you know, I mean, I can go a million different directions and sort of forecast like worst case scenarios and I can really go there. But I, I also don't believe in putting that out there and I'm trying to just say, okay, stay focused in today. What can I do today? with that coaching group that I said I have, you know, I have a number of realtors we coach together and these are the times where making yourself the um, community based realtor or economist of choice or resourceful person of choice for people. It's a good, people are home, reach out to them, talk to them, talk to them at a very basic human level, but also too, you know, Um, this was something I heard from another realtor a long time ago. He would take some of the most difficult, devastating times, say floods, earthquakes, tornadoes, whatever it may be. And he would, 
educate himself as to, so say for example, you know, here in the Northeast, we can experience flooding. And of course, when it floods, everyone runs out and buys a stock pump. So he would educate himself as to which stores just got the shipments of sump pumps. Um, you know, one year I used that theory and it was when we had like the ridiculous snow and people were having ice dams and roof collapses. And I would contact like all contractors that I knew who was offering roof raking, who had available time slots. And I would know the time slots and I would know the cost in advance. And I'd call all of my sphere of influence, my vendors, my clients and say to them, you know, I know for a fact that these particular time slots are being held. Like, do you need this service right now? And most people didn't like they'd already taken the steps or the precautions, but they were grateful to know that, you know, somebody was looking out for them and, that's fantastic. I'm certain there are so many things that we could be calling people with right now. Well, I mean, I'm thinking like, where's the toilet paper oh right now? Oh my God. I was waiting for <laughs> it to come up. I'm like, see, I'm fearful. I'm fearful to put out like, let me go do your errands because someone's going to think I can miraculously find toilet paper. I'll buy I was it. online yesterday. This <laughs> is apropos nothing, but it just made me laugh. I was looking for some art, like something that helps me stay sane is to draw. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a little bit of a block. You have a, you say you have a block on self-care. I have a block on just, just do one creative thing a day. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. So I was looking on YouTube and trying to find videos for it. And I saw there are these projects, art projects for toilet paper rolls. And I'm so tempted to post it as like a public service because God knows we all have like a hundred toilet paper rolls, you know, not the actual full roll, but the empty roll. Yes. Use that cardboard and that. have some art projects. <laughs> I love You're it. You're going to have them anyway. <laughs> I, love I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, well, this has been fantastic. I, I just, it's so easy to isolate and get overwhelmed. So this kind of, you know, communication and awareness that you're bringing to anyone who's going to listen to this, wow, they will want to get into action. They'll get great ideas. They'll be inspired. So I cannot thank you enough. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. And there you have it. Ideas to stay sane and connected please pass this on to a friend or colleague who might be struggling right now. We all could use some ideas these days. Keep an eye out for more episodes this week because I'm talking to whoever I can get my hands on and I will post soon thereafter. I appreciate your listening to this episode and until next time on Marketing for Humans.